Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? My mic is on. Every Oh, and there goes the lawnmower. Nice. Of course, Dude, right outside the window. <laughs> we've been recording for 10 seconds. <laughs> Not now. even. And we just hit 10 seconds. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but we are back for another episode of the Shoelace Effect podcast. I love it here. I'm it so, so excited. Yes, we're guys. in a new studio, guys. Yeah. Um, finally got the move done. That sucked. Yeah, but yeah, it's comfortable in here. There's carpet, so we don't need our soundboards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bed. We're not in the living room. Yeah, we're so good. we're good. Um, I feel like I mean we recorded last week and we got an episode out last week, but I still feel like we haven't recorded in like a while, a month. Be I know, but it was just because we recorded two episodes at once, and then we like those recorded two weeks went out, shop. and then we yeah we recorded at the coffee shop. That was a quick episode, and like we didn't sit and hang out chat yeah i know because this is this was like every thursday for like four hours mm -hmm. just sitting and chilling in the same spot yeah yeah it felt like go 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 for sure i Maybe feel like we haven't spoken so to you guys i know or anything How are you? lots has happened lots is katie hit her three years Finally, Congratulations. I mean, not even finally. It's just like, yeah, just... yeah. Thank you. Sabrina brought me a donut and the freaking and a blueberry, blueberry muffin. muffin. It was so good. It come like 2 a.m. <laughs> I was sneaking my way to the kitchen in my new Tippy plate. Toe. You feel me? Getting my muffin. On the wood floor. I slammed both in one And your nighty. Oh, yeah. Don't care <laughs> at all. And hold on. Let me heat myself up uh -huh. some almond milk. Uh, yeah, I'm a child. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> And my roommate Everyone's made her own get milk. Fix. Emily, or, yeah, my roommate Emily, she made her own milk yesterday. Oh, out of what? Oats. Oats. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, you just like have to use the cheese bag or whatever. The cheesecloth. Cheesecloth. Yeah. Yeah. My old roommate used to do that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, what else? What other housekeeping things? You moved in. You had your three years. I'm doing like a mock graduation today. I'm so excited. Not actually graduating. Cause that's not till December, but I get to, they're doing some kind of like makeshift ceremony. It's 15 minutes long. And like, you have to sign up and everyone has a pod and it's just you and four people. A pod. Yeah. I don't really, that's what they said. So I, like, you have to go back to your pod after I'm like, well, I don't know what this, I have no idea what this is going to look like. I feel like they're going to call it a pod, but it's really just going to be like a tarped area. Yeah. Like we're going to like, I don't like, are we, I don't even know if we're going like to be able to sit. COVID testing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your pod. We're going to be like sheep in like a room. <laughs> I'm so, I am excited. Oh, I don't God. even think I've ever actually like, oh no, I did step foot on UCF campus. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I've been to the stadiums and stuff. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I went to stadiums. When Aaron lived there that first year, I went to her dorm a few times. I That's went really to a it. dorm. Oh, whose dorm was that? That is a blur. <laughs> Julia sent me a photo yesterday. Yes. Oh, uh, at God. the pub. At the pub, at the night's pub. I'm like, my eyes were always shut. Like, I would, like, 
I observe people when I'm sober and I really observed people when I was drunk, but I guess I couldn't see very well. You would get a look in your eyes. You'd start like squinting one eye and the other eye would be open. And like it wouldn't, and like because you were drunk, like you would like obviously anybody who's drunk. I couldn't control my eyebrow. Your movement was slow. Like anybody, you move move slower. So like you would like say something to you and you'd turn slowly and you would keep that eye like. (laughs) What are you thinking, Katie? (laughs) What are you thinking? <laughs> that is hysterical. Thinking a lot. Thinking I'm drunk. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's too much. I don't miss my head spinning at all. No. But I mean, yeah, it's three years. Fun. That's crazy. It's exciting. And you got your dog. You my got Dundee. Where is he today, by the way? I know. Okay. I came over. I was expecting to see him. What I am so oh, upset. <laughs> I had to close my closet door. So my closet is big. I don't just shove him in a small closet. And his- <laughs> His cage is bigger. I can fit. So I'm six one and I can sit upright with my legs straight. So he's spoiled rotten. Yeah. So his cage is in my closet and he has skin allergies. So he's at the vet. Oh. And so he's down in Stewart at the vet because oh. that's the only vet they go to. So I miss him greatly. Oh. Literally so much. Like now I know. Because I went to my mom's and she cried when he came in. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she cried when. Uh, he left. She's like, can you just let me can't talk right now? <laughs> and then the other day when I came in, she uh, just was silent and she just is crying. And I'm like, mom, you've never been that happy. To yeah. See me, ever. Yeah. But yesterday when I dropped him off with my brother, I you felt almost that. cried. I was like, ew. <laughs> Like you've only been living with me for like a week yeah. or almost two. Like I don't want to give you back. I can't. He Aww. is so cute. I even like vacuumed the carpet. I was like, I don't even want to look at your bone on the on the floor. <laughs> Putting Put it all away. away. <laughs> it's okay. He'll be back uh, soon. But he's having fun. Um, yeah, he's with his friends. Yeah, a whole bunch of dogs over there. My mom's new puppy. Yeah, I know. She I saw that on Brand's story. Eye. I saw that. She's, She's so, so pretty. Precious. I want to see her in person. I think she'll be bigger than Dundee. She carries weight different. Yeah. Like Dundee. Like all girls, guys. <laughs> yeah. Dundee has like big fat paws. She is a big fat belly. Oh. Yeah. Like Dundee's face and paws are just massive. Yeah. But she's gonna she's gonna carry, yeah, like all women. That's what oh that's my, like. <laughs> yeah, literally. All up in the belly. Oh uh, yeah. It. Cute. Um today. We have a I didn't even lurk psychic medium. I'm going to let her kind of explain what she is. Um, but I heard I um, heard her on an interview on another podcast. Um, just man's um, if you want to check that out. Go ahead. <laughs> She's, uh, I just started listening to her. I just know her from a coworker. It's her. It's his girlfriend or whatever. Um, but she's like 30 episodes in and they're pretty good. She's like very lifestyle. Um, and she had her on. And when I went to her page, she's like, she said she was an aura reader. She was a psychic. She was a medium. She's an energy like person, like clean lenser oh, or something shoot. like that. And I'm like, we've been talking about it so much. And like, I've explained to you guys kind of what it like, what my interpretation of it is. And like, obviously we had that whole episode of you and like auras. So I'm excited to have someone on to actually explain and actually ask actual questions and not like, you know, right, get actual right. answers. Information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Michaela, she's a little up there. Yeah, she's, she's busy. She, she's busy. You know, I'm but still not on. Off we're of busy her too. List. Exactly. Sure. Um, we'll get her on one day too. We'll get a different perspective. But I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, what's nice is that 
one isn't better than the other. No. They're different. They read differently. So I'm yeah. excited to see. I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I listen to Mystic Michaela's podcast all the time. So like, I know kind of the way she's an empathetic person, like reader. Like she feels oh. like when she reads people, she's like, she physically starts to like feel pain in her chest. And that's yeah. how she knows like, okay, this person had something with his chest. Like that. Was it a heart attack? Was like it- Teresa Caputo? Yeah. yeah. So I don't like, I don't know if that's the general thing. I don't, I don't know. So we'll see. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know. She has her own podcast as well. So oh, we can talk cool. about it too. And I'm excited. Let her give it away. Yeah, I have yes. an incense burning. So cool. Mm, well, all right, guys. Here we go. Get ready. Here's the episode. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, and we are back with um, Miss Kelly. I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself because I feel like you have a couple of titles and I don't want to um, introduce you incorrectly. (laughs) So go ahead. Yeah, my name is Kelly Rich. I'm an intuitive, I'm a psychic, I'm a medium. There's, I understand, like it's a little bit complicated with all the labels, but really, um, if I were to sum it all up, I would use the language of like a medicine woman. Okay. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Um, and so first I want to kind of get into a little bit of the history of that and kind of what you, were you always, um, a psychic? Were you always a medium? Um, is this something that you kind of grew into or how did that path look like for you? Well, I feel like it all really started when I was a small child and when my father passed away is when I really had some experiences happening. Like I would have just really crazy nightmares and I would feel things in my bedroom at night. And as a small child, I was really confused. And my understanding now is that I was being visited and I have a really large family. And what happens when you have a really large family is that you eventually and inevitably go to a lot of funerals and a lot of people die. And I have kind of been in this really interesting, intricate dance with death my entire life, like experiencing death and um, like observing death of people that I love dying. And for me, you know, there was a part of my life where I was so lost and definitely had suicidal tendencies and my mental health health was really struggling. So it was almost like I was personally dancing with death. And that felt like a little bit like an initiation of like, are you going to be who you are? Like, are you going to wake up and like do your work? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're going to keep getting beat up or what? Are you going to live? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you going to deal with what you're faced with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we all have those moments at some point on our life path and for me, it was really like the distractions and or at least some of them, most of right. them, and, you know, people just started kind of coming out of the woodwork, different healers and, and helpers, I would say that wanted to kind of propel me on my path of living differently. And I really haven't looked back since. Yeah. And when you say coming out of the woodwork, what did like, 
Were you looking for them or did they kind of approach you? How were you coming into contact with them? Yeah, a lot of them kind of came to me, whether it was very like physically, like them walking into a room and being like, hey, do you want free sessions? Hey, do you want like heavily discounted sessions? And it was like, what is happening? Yeah. A rare thing to experience. Um, I know from being on the other end, like I, I very, very rarely discount any of my sessions ever Mm -hmm. unless I like am guided to. And you're getting like invited into that world. Yeah. Yeah. Really great way of putting it. I was really being invited into the world and I needed to go through major healing in order to hold space for people Mm -hmm. and, and to do this work. Like I couldn't skip over my own stuff to then like share with the world what I had to give. And that, that was really what I feel like was happening. Yeah. They were trying to help you so you could help other people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of like, in a way it was like, cause I, be- I'm a big believer in signs and like people in the other episodes, I'm always like, Oh my God, that was a sign and like going crazy. Um, so I just like that in a way it was like a sign of you to kind of follow that path. Like it was kind of like breadcrumbs being like, okay, come over, like follow this, follow this, follow this. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about signs a little bit more and kind of what they are and when to know maybe if it was like, if it's a coincidence or when to kind of different, like when people who don't really necessarily believe it, when they can just be like, huh, how, like, how do, would they know? Like, this is, this Cause is, I take, this like, is something. everything as a sign. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who are like, I don't believe in that. Yeah. You know? exactly. So it's like, where's, what where's is the, the meaning? Sign? What are signs? <laughs> yeah. And what ways do they present themselves and what kind of, where do they come from or whatever? I love this question. Um, <laughs> so this, I kind of want to answer this in two different ways. The first way, the first thing I want to just share is coincidence really isn't even in my, my vocabulary anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, in kind of like Katie, Kate, Katie, yeah. We're sharing like how some people are like, no, like that's a coincidence. Don't believe in it. And other people are very much like, let's Google, like, what does this mean? And like, what's going on? (laughs) Kind of like two different types of people. And then kind of more infrequently, you find people kind of blended between the two. Right. And I feel like where we are right now, like in 2020, we are in these times of lots of change and lots of shifts and we're moving out of a place and a way of living that is rooted in masculinity and rooted in the energy of give me proof and the energy of if you can't show me if I can't see it if I can't touch it if I can't smell it it doesn't exist yes like we're really moving out of that way of being and and we're moving into something new where more and more people are waking up into like into their like multi-dimensional beings and if you feel like you are receiving a sign or there is a coincidence then I would say 
maybe play and experiment with removing the language of coincidence and just trusting because in my opinion life is just an experiment like what do you have to actually lose right like coming into the experiment of life and just feeling just feeling like not thinking about it because that's the old way like that's mm-hmm. the old way we're moving out of trying to think every way like give me the proof if i don't have the proof it doesn't exist right we're moving out of that into something that just to me feels more magical and more in alignment and more of like what I want, like how I want to live and, and yeah. how I want to operate. So right. there are signs every moment of every day, like nothing is a coincidence in my world. Yeah. And every person, every experience has something to teach us, has something to show us. There's, there is meaning in everything. If you want there to be, yep. it's mm-hmm. really up to you. And it's so interesting that this question is coming in because Signs and symbols and synchronicities, this topic has really been floating in uh, in the last month or two for me. And I would say to everyone listening, you know, you get to choose, you have free will, but maybe when you like, like the other day I saw a bald eagle fly over my house. I live in a city. Okay. Yeah. Like to see a bald eagle fly over your house is <laughs> kind of rare. Yeah. There and- was a lizard on my front door the other day inside. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lovely, yeah. you know, and like what you feel in your heart is the meaning. Right. Google will tell you a hundred different things. And I feel like that can confuse us, especially in the beginning when we're trying to make sense of signs and symbols and messages mm-hmm. from spirit or from like our higher self, whatever your language is. So like maybe don't use Google for a little bit. And okay, because I do, I do. I try to, I Google things to try to like, Cause I don't, I'm like, like, whenever I see something and I take it as a sign, I like, I just take it as a, like, all right, you're in the right spot, but I don't really know what else to make of it. So I do turn to Google sometimes, but. See, I like, like you, I see the signs, but I don't Google them because what they mean to me, they won't mean the same thing. Like the same butterfly. I like, mm-hmm. we might see the same thing, but we pick it up different. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, my aunt passed away. And like our sign for like, you know, my grandmother and everything is always like a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And so there was one that like, it was struggling to fly up. So it was like on the ground and then I saw it fly. And so like me, I'm sitting there thinking about my aunt the whole time. Somebody walking by, they might be like, oh, that, you know, that's my granddaughter. Like, you know, or like, or somebody might Google it and be like, what does this mean? Like, is something coming for me? You know? Everyone mm-hmm. just takes it all so different. It's really cool. You just don't know how to take it. That's why I Google There's it. There's no right way or wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it sounds like you do. Like, I align so much of what you're saying of, like, there's no right and wrong. And a lot of my work is that. And I have to remind people, like, when someone comes to me and, like, there's no right or wrong here. There's no right or wrong questions or topics. This is not a place of duality. When you yeah. Come to- I'm not living in duality of right and wrong and you're good and you're bad. It just is and, what it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with dreams. I yeah. just find it so interesting, you know, and I used to, I used to do this. Like I would have dream meaning books and like have a dream and like immediately go to the book. And it's like, I'm just reading someone else's perspective. Right. It, we could have the same dream or that same butterfly symbol and they mean entirely different things. And it, it comes into like, the question of, are you actually going to trust yourself in your own knowingness? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
you'll begin to like your version better. I'm just going to go get maintenance real quick. Yeah. Oh I'm my goodness. This is a, <laughs> they're beating down the door. Um, so kind of what I you were this. saying is to follow your gut and like to, to, when you see a message or to, to, um, to make it your own and see what, what, what it means to you. So yeah. in some way, like, so one of my questions I had was about intuition and what we can do to strengthen our intuition so that we could, so that we could do that and we could perceive messages and, and, and trust ourselves to know what the meanings of it is. Yeah. I feel like we make it too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. I feel like we really complicate this. And what I mean, and again, yeah. And you know, if you go back in, in history and you go to the inquisition period where people were literally murdered for even talking about what we're talking about today. And people were just like tortured for gathering in circles and trusting their intuition and their knowingness and using the earth and the medicine from the earth. We have ingrained in our DNA, whether we single-handedly in a past life experienced it or not, it is in our DNA and in our our generational lines, our maternal and our paternal lines of it is not safe to be intuitive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are working through that. You know, I work with a lot of people who in this lifetime, like there's so much fear that comes out of nowhere when they start to talk about their psychic gifts or they see a sign or they see a symbol and all it's like, there's this part of them and it's really a safety mechanism from my understanding of like, okay, let's keep you safe. So let's not go there. Let's not trust what's coming in. And I, I was channeling one day and it came in really clearly that there are really three basic steps to owning your intuition. And the first step is you've got to be willing to know how you feel. And a lot of people operate from their minds. So they're trying to think their way through it. And that's not feeling. Thinking is not feeling. It's Thinking, work. It, yeah. And it's, a, it can be exhausting. Yes. Especially for a lot of sensitive people. Yes. And <laughs> once yeah. you do the work, cause there is work for most people around knowing how to feel because trauma can come up. And, and after that, like you get to the second step and it's okay. Now all you have to do is trust, like yeah. stop asking questions, stop needing proof, stop saying, did I make this up? Is this real? Did, blah, blah, blah. And then the third step is you, you create action from that space. So if what you like are getting in your body, like what you're feeling is, oh, I have a bad vibe about this person. Like, I just have a bad vibe about this person. I don't know what it is. I don't need to know what it is. I'm going to trust that I'm feeling that there's kind of a bad vibe here. Something that I'm, I'm being, not comfortable. Yeah. I'm not I don't need to overanalyze it. It just isn't right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then when you trust that, then you get to that point of action of like, okay, are you going to like try to make them like you? Are yeah. you going to try to like reach over yourself and, and try to get them to spend time with you to like see what's there? Or do you just follow this natural progression that you're feeling and trusting of like, I don't need this person right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Then the answers come after that. Mm -hmm. Once yeah. you follow your gut, then you figure out why. Like, oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> Some people need the why before they do the action. It's like, no, like whatever is feeling inside. I always, cause for me, like you said, like I'm, I'm emotional. So I relate to that. And so for me, I'm not a Googler. 
because all of those other emotions that other people felt and felt the need to share, like this is the right way, this is why you're feeling that way, would overwhelm me. So I would just take what I'm feeling, keep it to myself, keep it moving, and then I would get the answers. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, well, it could have been that. Yeah, but this is what I did and Mm -hmm. this is how I felt. I love this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I had an experience this year that, you know, this person in my community, like everybody goes to her, everybody kind of hires her for her type of work. And I just kept getting the message, absolutely, just no, absolutely not, not for you. And I was so confused. Like, how come all my friends are like going to this person? And then all these things started and I just got all the messages of like, okay, this is your proof now. You needed proof. And like, this is one experience where you just got it. And you're right. Sometimes we see after we trust, like what could have been if we Mm -hmm. didn't. Yeah. I just, I hate that. I really, I'm a feeler. So I really get like, I know in the pit of my stomach when something isn't right. Mm -hmm. And then I just have to remember that the reason why I might think it's right in my brain is because of all the influences I've seen all. And so Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it's right. My morals are in my gut. Yeah. And I'm going to listen to that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, So my next question, I want to talk a little bit about auras um, because that's something we've spoken on the podcast um, before. Um, and I, I think, I think Katie is very, she's like, I mean, she's explained it in the podcast. Like she's very intuitive. She's very, she follows her, she, she's emotional, you know, she's, she has that empathetic quality and, um, she has what they call synesthesia. So she sees things differently than other people see things. And I, and I'm, I think that there, that all of like, once you figure it, once you take the time to figure it out, it's all going to like mean something you know and it does mean something you say like when you see this it kind of like you take it as that and it but it like and I think that's when because we talked about Mm -hmm. it on the podcast and I immediately became overwhelmed Mm -hmm. like I literally like felt the tears like wanting to burst Mm -hmm. out and like even right now like I Mm -hmm. feel weird on my eyelids but you know I don't not trust that it's just I know that it's something that it it only means it to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't yeah. know what it would We don't know what like it is yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not scared to find out. I just know that is work. Yeah. So, and that's why I wanted to have someone like you on because yeah. I relate, like I, I heard, I found out about auras and was kind of looking into auras and that was the first thing that came into my, like my head, but I don't know what I'm talking about at the end of the day. So, um, I just wanted to have someone on to, we can talk to them and ask them exactly what an aura is. And then maybe like if it, if, uh, yeah, if we're on the right path or what, what's going on? <laughs> okay. I know that so, was a lot. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, start with just like my basic understanding and, mm-hmm. you know, what I share is from my lens and my experience and somebody may, may experience it differently and that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but really science is proving and showing that we have auras and auras are around like every living thing Mm -hmm. and i'll even sometimes sense the vibration of of things like crystals um rooms spaces that's me bookshelves like Mm -hmm. everything everything is energy and everything is a vibration and you know, when I sit with someone for an intuitive reading, sometimes the first thing I see is their aura. And 
I'll get messages about their aura and sometimes the aura is like the egg-shaped traditional understanding of like a field around someone's body. Sometimes it's much bigger, sometimes it's smaller or there's holes or things hanging out in it. Um, it just, it kind of depends on the person and where they are. And our aura is always changing because we're always changing. And, you know, science, again, for the people who like need tangible proof, mm-hmm. has shown us and told us that every seven years, every cell in our body is different. Yeah. So who are you seven years from now or from seven years ago? You know, like if every cell in your body is different, you are you've you've transformed and you're constantly transforming so of course your aura does too Mm -hmm. and to read an aura from my perspective is to read it in the here and now and sometimes I see colors sometimes I see like entities or things hanging out in it every time is different every aura is different and I'm still learning as I as I go I'm still learning and still learning but you know, I get the question a lot of like, can I read auras or can I learn to read auras? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if somebody can do that. Maybe, you know, I, I, I do know of people that have learned. I learned. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a part of my life where I didn't even know what an aura was. I just didn't, but I sensed it from a different from a different part of me. It wasn't visual. It was more of a feeling or a download, a sense of a knowing. And now it's a mixture. I still have those parts of me working when I'm sitting in an aura, but now visually I am opened up where I am picking up on, on that part of it too. Does that answer your question? Yes. No, it absolutely does. Kind of just like you felt and knew that, yeah, you had that sense and then you just figured out how you do it. So yeah. it's like, you can't really teach somebody how to do it. Cause everybody does different or like, that's, we'll see it different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's part of my job, you know, in this life is to help people just realize who they are and how right. they operate and how they can kind of come into their gifts on their own and like keep their power at the same time. Right. The other thing about auras is, you know, studying energy medicine I've been studying energy medicine for about a decade, maybe a little over a decade now. And our auras filter in information. And I'm not a medical doctor. I'm speaking Mm -hmm. from a metaphysical perspective. All disease and all physical ailments start in the aura. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, I think, to be discovered. And I've never been a medicine person. Yeah. You mean like Western medicine? Like, yeah, like uh, my mom, she's the type, she had brain surgery and like literally threw away her medication. And then I had a herniated disc at a very young age. And then my doctor pretty much told me like, you can't let your pain control you. And I was like, holy shit, our brain is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't hurt if you say it doesn't hurt. In some cases. I don't know. <laughs> I've gotten through a lot. Yeah, in your Emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. but just trusting that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's, there was uh, one, my mom, she talks about him. Um, he had stomach cancer and, like, that you don't really ever beat, mm-hmm. you know? And it was, like, stage four or whatever, and he kept the most positive attitude and everything like that. Yeah, he had to you know, 
actually have medication. Of course. But yeah. that attitude is what saved what him, him compared to everybody else mm-hmm. who doesn't really survive that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, our thoughts are vibration. They mm-hmm. they, they can create our experience for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So oh, my I didn't have my notes out, sorry. <laughs> um, so thank you for explaining that a little bit because we didn't know what or like I would like I said, we talked about it on the episode and I kind of just got information on Google. Now but I now understand. I'm gonna stop Googling <laughs> and try to kind of follow that a little bit more and build that. Googling isn't wrong though. No, no, you know, just Take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, which I do. Yeah. And even when I do Google, I do, and if it doesn't resonate, I don't try and make it fit. Yeah, that's, I feel like, when people don't know the limit between mm-hmm. Google and what, you know, mm-hmm. they're just like, this is real. Yeah. And I'm like, you're nuts. But it's fine. You can yeah. be nuts. We're all I nuts. I feel like Google, though, you know, it's just a suggestion. And right. Mm-hmm. Maybe like if you really like, I obviously still use Google. Yeah, uh-huh. and I still kind of look up things here and there, but I I always run it through my wisdom first. And yeah, then I that's kind of what I do. Up. So it's like maybe you think about what is coming in for you, and then you look to Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna take that. Um, so another question that I have for you is, um, I know you were saying that everyone kind of receives messages differently. How do you receive messages? Um, I guess from the other side, um, kind of the whole mediumship part of it, where, like, how does that come through to you? I see you close your eyes a lot. And I love that just Mm -hmm. because I always find myself, I'll have to sit there and like, think if there's Mm -hmm. a lot going on, like, especially at school, I'll sit there with my eyes shut. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Okay. So in order to talk about mediumship, I feel like I need to talk about my sessions and intuitive readings as a whole. And how I show up in a session is I trust that whatever comes in is what that person, what you need at this time on your life path. Mm -hmm. And sometimes past loved ones come in But I, like some people are just mediums and they really just focus on connecting with the other side and other people focus in more on like their psychic gifts. I I don't focus on either or why the term medicine woman keeps coming in for me to use these days because it kind of sums up everything. And when I do feel or see or sense a past loved one, I sometimes feel, it it honestly feels like there's a hologram in the room that I'm in and I can see what they're wearing. I can see what they looked like when they were on the earth plane. I'll have visions of them when they were alive um, in certain rooms that they used to be in with the person that I'm connecting with. Sometimes they show me objects. Sometimes they, they give me names, whether it's their name or it's someone else's on the earth plane or in the spirit world that helps the client to connect. it's every single time I connect with the past loved one, it's different because every single person is different. And what you need is going to be different than what someone else needs. Like you may like how to connect with somebody that you've lost maybe through um, a name of somebody and they have a message for you and someone else could just be like, they want you to know that they're around you and they see that you have their picture up in the kitchen and it's in this yellow frame. Like, it's just every time is so different, which is why I love this work so much. And when people come and they have lots and lots of emotion and they're really, really nervous, 
it can feel like a block. Mm -hmm. And it's like when people come and they're like, I only came here for this one answer. That to me is like kind of like a prickly feeling because it kind of stops the flow. Like when the, the greatest sessions I feel like I've ever had where I left and I was like, wow, that was incredible was when the person was open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were open and they were available and they weren't really rigid going back from what we were talking about in the beginning of like, give me proof, give me exactly what I want to hear. And sometimes I, I have had, you know, I have had to remind people like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you, if you wanted a specific answer, you could have just told it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, That's like, true. and I say that with the most loving kindness, like truly, truly, it's like you came here and I'm, I'm giving you what, what is here. And mm-hmm. And I'm not going to like make things up. That's yeah. just not, it's just not my style. It's not yeah. what I do. And sometimes people just need to process, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I love that. Like, I'm like really digesting mm-hmm. that just because it makes so much sense. Like not even just with like auras, but like, yeah, if you're focusing on one thing, you're not allowing anything that is right in front of you to be like, let in and, mm-hmm. and felt or you know or learned or whatever mm-hmm. so I love I, that's really cool but I understand when you say like that prickly feeling or a block is when yeah, you were describing exactly right. it I mean, like, oh. yeah. yeah when you were describing it I just felt like static on tv like I can't read anything you've See? got too much going on she feels things I'm telling <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it I can sense that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people though, like what I find helps people to open up is to hand write what, why they're coming, like hand write their questions, hand write their topics. If they're wanting to connect with someone in spirit, like write their name down, write what it is you're looking for. And a majority of the time I channel what they have written down without them ever opening their mouths. It's Mm -hmm. because again, we are vibrational beings. So that vibration it's like I pick up and kind of snatch that frequency if it's meant to come in for them but if it doesn't happen at the end of the session I always leave time like was there something that wasn't addressed for you and then I just share Mm -hmm. I love that yeah this is awesome yeah um so just i guess one more or one last question um i was listening to um some of your other episodes um by the way everyone she does have a podcast um own your intuition right is that what it's yes yes um so i was listening to a couple and i was listening to one of your episodes um and so i just there was just a couple questions that i had while listening um and one of them you were talking about a soul contract i just want to go into a little bit what of more of what a soul contract is and how, how do we find what are, like, how do we find that? Oof. I do not know how you find that. Okay. Um, Uh I don't like for me personally, I feel like working with somebody has helped me understand my own soul contracts because ego really gets in the way for most people. Ego. Majority. And when I'm sitting with someone else, sometimes I am given messages to give them around their own soul contracts. Oftentimes it's because they're either struggling or they're in a shift. 
project or a trans a kind of like a transformative place to understand what they're learning from that circumstance. And mm -hmm. soul contracts are, in my opinion, like we, before we incarnate, we kind of sign these soul contracts, if you will, with others. And we come here to learn, like the earth is a place to learn. Mm -hmm. And we have soul contracts that are playing out. And, you know, for me, like I have some really, we'll call them my greatest teachers in this life, you know, as family members. And <laughs> they're my greatest teachers. And I have to remind myself like, okay, you know, I, I, in some form, in some way, shape or form, I chose these people to help me to wake up. I chose these people to help me to learn more about love because that that's my understanding of this whole experience is we're all learning to love. We're all learning to go back to love. We're all learning to expand our capacity for love and compassion. And sometimes our soul contracts, like with people, for example, it's like somebody came in and they may have really harmed you and betrayed you, but their soul contract with you was to wake you up into your power. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier, Katie, of like, how do we see things? And do we look at our pain of like, do we, are we rooted in victimhood or do we, can we, it's not to like belittle our experiences or the harm that people have caused us, but it's like, what are you learning? Right. And that's one question when we can say, what am I learning from this? Everything shifts. You, yeah. you, your whole life will change if you are in victimhood and you take that one degree shift over to what am I learning from this? Your, your life will change. Yeah. I literally wrote my caption about that yesterday, but <clears throat> I love that. Just, I feel like I learned a lot of that, um, through my sobriety. And then I always have been into meditation. I took a meditation class in college and it kind of went from there. I started working at a salon and that, so for me, me being open to the fact that meditation is a real thing and a real helpful thing, things started coming to me. So like people who, you know, did guided meditations, like they would offer me books and stuff. And I was like, I don't even know how I know you, but I'm not going to question that you're here for a reason, mm -hmm. you know, but I always, because I used to always play the victim and it's exhausting. It is so tiring. And so now, whenever a situation comes up, it's not about the situation. I'm going to live. My sole job is to breathe. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then like, I'm done looking at like, oh my God, my car broke down. It's like, okay, what? I just need to analyze everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about the car breaking down. It's just like, it's this is life. It. Yeah. You're meant to be here at this moment. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's more fun and less hurtful to look for the lesson than to observe yeah. the actual situation the problem yeah right it's just it's it's all learning and it's it's really fun mm -hmm. as hell i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so too i think it's a lot of fun yeah mom um well that was pretty much all the questions we had and that's about the hour um do you have any last minute just things that came up I mean, I could just like go on and on. I just love like everything uh, that you're saying, just how, you know, to just take things. I really relate to that. I, I've never been, you know, the factual type. I've always been the common sense type and I am definitely a feeler. So for me, I really just want to go listen to all your other podcast episodes yes. and just know more, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like, it's a really relaxing therapeutic thing for me. 
um, just because colors and vibrations are what runs me every single day. Mm -hmm. Like if, you know, something is high energy or like, it's a color for me. And so I try and like, sometimes if I actually have to use my brain, you know, I don't get time to feel and have fun with those colors. But like in other instances where I'm at the barber shop and I'm really connecting with people, even when I shampoo them, I'm like, I'm touching the top of your head and I can feel like your stress. Like my fingertips are on your skull Mm -hmm. and right below your skull is your brain and it's bursting with stuff. And I can literally like just feel it. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's fun. You don't have to, I get it. I get it. (laughs) It's just fun. Well, you know, I love how you're sharing this and it brings up something and maybe you sit with it or you look it up and just see how it feels to you. But there's this person in New York City and I think they're or something. They use some kind of language like that. And I have been wanting in my location, somebody that is in tune like you are that like wants to shampoo my hair and cut my hair and, and dye my hair and do all the things that I'm already doing, but that is conscious. And yes, you're exactly right because the top of your head, if, if you're familiar with the chakra system is the crown chakra and you are literally sitting in someone's crown chakra for however long they're sitting there. When I go get my hair done, I'm there for like two hours. So yes. someone is sitting in my field and someone is literally transforming because you watch someone when they come in they look entirely different than when they leave you know from the beginning and end and it's also a feeling like I can speak for myself I feel different yes and to have somebody that is consciously kind of working in this part of the body and to know and understand the the mechanics energetically I feel like there is a massive market for that. And I would be like the first person to sign up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. And it was always something that I would kind of keep to myself just because it was something that I did. But now I kind of like involve them into it. So like for me, if you ever sit in my chair, I shampoo every single person the exact same way. Like I do certain number of rotations because I count. And there's so there's something for me with that number and that color, like that's where my relaxation is. And so I'm like, okay, if you want to sleep, count to six with me. And so it's like, it's literally like Mm -hmm. a song and dance on their head. And then when I'm cutting and doing their hair, I'm like cutting it to that person. I know you, like whether you know it or not, I know you, I understand you. So like people will be like, oh, how did you remember that? It's like, because my opinion about what you're giving me hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. That feeling about you is going to, probably be the same you know certain things will change just like how you say we're in that constant change but it's little at a time I feel nothing you don't come in a different person the next day but as little times goes on like I can just kind of understand what that person needs and I'm just such a big feeler again so I take that home with me like Mm -hmm. I'll be laying in bed and I'll be thinking about like let's say I cut Sabrina's hair and I'll be like where is that hair right now like, mm-hmm. is it dancing? Is it, what is it doing? Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to think about that person and kind of feel, I try and feel what they're feeling, put myself in your shoes for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool. Sounds like you are a healer. I love that. I know she is. She is. <laughs> I know she is. It's just like with the conversations that we have and the way she perceives things and the way she like analyzes things and feels things and just goes about every day in like situations. 
Like I get and like tears in my eyes right now and I don't judge that. It just is what it no, is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for this thank conversation. You, really. I loved this. Yes. This was amazing. It was for me because I'm very interested, but also I wanted, like I like, like I said, I talk to Katie about this all the time, yeah. but I'm like someone else that like you, like they have gifts, you know, I think you have something. Um, we're figuring, we'll, we'll learn how to use it. Yeah. It's you know, cool. you do know, you look, you know how to use it. You right. know, you it's know nice it. just because like, it's not something that I talk about too much just cause I'm always so busy, but mm-hmm. I like to how sit what and you talk were saying, about it. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you would pay for that service. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. so I think that's really cool. Oh <gasps> shit. Drop okay. my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for working with us through the technical difficulties. Thank you, yes. Um, can you tell us where people can find you, your services, um, a little bit about your podcast, whatever you want to say to plug um, yourself and your business? I would love to. And I'm. this was a joy for me. And I'm really honored to be on your show. So first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you can find me on Instagram, Kelly Rich Intuitive, and website is the same thing, kellyrichintuitive.com. I offer intuitive readings, do a little bit of an intuitive mentorship. So it's like every month for three or six months. Once we meet, we explore kind of what your things, retreats, the podcast, own your intuition, and I'm on there every Sunday. Yeah. All right. I love it. Yay. Yay. I'm so Thank excited. Thank you so much. Yeah. You'll see more of me for sure. Yes. <laughs> we'll come back. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you so much.